Share the word tonight. I can stop at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., doesn't matter, makes no difference. Time is time. I can stop, uh, it won't be up to that, but it doesn't matter. I wish I had a back. Who, who's gonna be the Bible reader tonight? Can you take pressure? You can take pressure. Huh? Hmm. Let's go. Tonight, I'm gonna speak about rest. The rest of God, R-E-S-T. I think some weeks ago, the Spirit of God began to lead us in that dimension. And so the things that God has taught me today, I feel the Spirit of God impressing it upon me to share with you tonight. The conclusion of the matter, before we start in court, I start arguing my cases. Everything that God has destined for you would happen with or without your effort. So the question then is, what's the difference between that and a lazy man? Because a lazy man says, Rosaran, Zoran, whatever will be, will be. A lazy man has not seen a vision. He does not see the hand of a thing. Are you with me, community? Okay, you know when I start preaching, no talk happens. You know that it's very touchy. <laughs> and so, the driving force of life, where God takes the wheel, actually walks you more. But there is something, there is a difference between walk, which God commanded Adam to do. And the word walk there means to become. Then there is another thing called effort, human stress. I want to show you something quickly tonight. And we're going to do Hebrews chapter 4. Actually, let's start from Hebrews chapter 3, from verse 7. We're going to look at the word of God because, okay, I'll show you this. We're going to deal with rest tonight. Rest does not mean sleep. Have you ever slept before and you didn't rest? Have you ever gone on holiday before and you didn't have holiday? Maybe that's more, that's easier to use as an example. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 7, so as the Holy Spirit says. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. If you hear his voice and we're going to that voice in a minute but he, he uses the word today because it does not matter what happened yesterday as long as you have today it reverses everything that happens yesterday because today is the chance to correct what was wrong yesterday so he restarts them and anyone who enters into this world enters into a new day so Really, it is not our history that decides our life. It's what we do with the day. And I know you hear that from motivational speakers. But this is the word. And so, whereas I've been emphatic about the background that we're coming from. Our social disadvantages. But scripture shows us here that today, 
always a new day. Today always an opportunity to erase yesterday. So he calls them today and says today if you hear his voice because every change in your life, every new level in your life is dependent on the voice you started hearing. Did you hear what I just said? Every new height is a change of voice, not a change of job. You've seen people change jobs before, but their lives did not change. Change of jobs did, does not change people's lives. It is change of voice. The voice they begin to listen to. And so when we were younger, there were voices that we respected, that we listened to. And when God is ready to move us to the next stage, it changes the voice that we hear. The problem is that many of us still hear the same voice. And you know, there's a place where culture can grow to in your life and it becomes a voice. And culture is not just your tradition. Have you heard the word one for the culture? The way we dress, the way we look. It's a culture. It becomes a voice. It speaks to you when you stand in front of a mirror. Culture speaks. But he said, if you will hear his voice today, do not harden your heart. Tell me. As you did in the rebellion, during the time of testing in the wilderness, yeah. where your ancestors tested and tried me, though for 40 years they saw what I did. So imagine these guys were testing and trying God, even though for a whole generation they were seeing what he was doing, but it didn't matter to them. I may, I've seen a generation like that. It's shocking. It's shocking how people who grew in church, who prayed once upon a time, can respond to revival. It's shocking. But I know what happened. Their heart got hardened. I need you to hear this. As they were growing, you see, the connection with God got detached. They think that they know life better. They say, oh yeah, all those church things is fine, but you have to be wise. They're disconnected from the life of God. And if you are plugged into that life, they feel you're being naive. But can I give you examples tonight? I heard that when I was 25. I'm, I'm 41 in a few hours. And the zeal I have for God is still the same. And they are not richer. Don't lose that zeal. And why am I telling you not to lose it? There will be every tendency too. Don't lose that fire. Whatever those who... And uh, there's a transition where... There's a place where you're carrying God's fire and you transition into using God. You see, at the place of using God, you're no longer part of His. It's not a God answering prayer, I mean, God, a God answering prayer, God, or whatever the hell they call Him. It's a life consuming fire. It takes all of us, it consumes us totally. It doesn't give you what you want, it uses you for what He wants. And what he wants ends up more glorious than what you can ever desire. That's the walk. And that's not a five-year walk. It's not a six-year walk. It's a lifetime walk. 
And I know why God raised me. And some of your leaders to show you that that path works. Otherwise, we begin to listen to voices that causes our heart to be hardened. And when a person's heart is hardened, they just pray to God to do to rubber stamp anything they want. I want to have that relationship with God. He said, your ancestors tested and tried me and saw what I did for 40 years, verse 10. That is why I was angry with that generation. And I said, their hearts are always going astray. They have astray. not known my ways. So I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. This is the point tonight. God said he was so angry with them and when he wanted to curse them or to say, I want to have nothing to do with you guys anymore, he used one word. He swore an oath in anger. Imagine God, imagine when you're angry with someone, you say, I'll never talk to them again. Or I'll never do this. Or, I'll never do that. God said for him, his oath on the anger was, they will not enter my rest. So I think that should make that rest important to us. You should want to know what then is it? Verse 12. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So Christianity is not a confirmation that a person's heart has not turned away from God. It is not. Christianity as a religion is not better than Islam as a religion. It is not true. What does it mean for a person's heart to have turned away from God? They don't desire what God desires anymore. They want God to desire what they desire. And most churches are created to cater to that need. You empower those churches. Our parents that go there empower them. But the fact is, it's not true. A heart that turns away from God. A heart that turns away from God is not an, an action that turns away from God. Sometimes you will have weak actions. You will mess up sometimes. But the, the heart that turns away is more wicked before God. Verse 13. But encourage one another as daily. As long as it is called today. So that means that every word in the scripture, as long as it's called today, it said encourage one another. Meaning, despite whatever happened yesterday, if it is called today, this word stands. So that none of you may be hardened by, by sin's deceitfulness. Do you understand this scripture? You understand sin's deceitfulness? Sin's deceitfulness tells you, if you, you know, all this on fire for God and always in church and da 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 I just want you to build your own life. It is called the deceitfulness of sin. Singular. So why, where would you find sin? Heave. It is not many sins. The original sin of man was heave. The fruit. You remember. So when he calls it deceitfulness. Remember that Eve was deceived. She thought that she could build a life faster than what God was teaching Adam in the cool of the day. She removed Adam from fellowship. Oh, this guy comes to you in the cool of the day every day. Where is this leading? 
But here is the fruit of the knowledge of good evil. Just eat it and you will know what is right and wrong. Deceitfulness. And Eve got deceived. That's what it means by the deceitfulness of sin. The deceitfulness of sin is an alternative life. Christianity is actually truly an alternative life because it just tells you to pray until something happens to you. No, in this life, Adam did not need to pray. Everything was set for him. Destiny was set for him. It just needed to be at the right place. At the right time. The cool of the day is fellowship. Adam never needed to call on God. God was there because he was in the right place. Men began to call on the name of God when Adam missed it. So it calls it the deceitfulness of, of, of sin because it's an alternative life that makes us feel that there is a better life than just 100% following God. It's the deceitfulness. Marriage is the deceitfulness of sin. Does that mean marriage is wrong? No. It is when it tells you that you will be a more fulfilled person when you get into marriage. Adam did not have to worry about marriage for one day in his life. God saw that it was not good for man to live alone and God created a helpmate for him. So I want my life to run on a... On, on, I want my life to run on a line that it is God that thinks of what I need is the one that thinks of what is next for me and he declares it to me and he tells me what to walk you see that is what is called the rest of God Israel when they were in Egypt all they knew for 400 years that generation upon generation was just poverty and servitude they did not know that there was a land flowing with milk and honey they did not know that God can deliver them from Israel, but God had his plan before they were born. God told Abraham that they were going to go into slavery for 430 years. So before they were born, all these things were already straightened out, spoken about, and Abraham had given for it. Now all of a sudden, God delivers these guys and they get into the wilderness and they began to doubt if God can see them through. And God is saying, no, no, no. Where you are now is my plan. Deceitfulness of riches is the offer of an alternative life. It looks like it ends somewhere. But it just makes you six. That's the number of man. We'll get there in a moment. Tell me. We have come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. What you believe today, if you are daring enough to hold it to the end, that's how you see the end of God. Let me tell you, God told me this. Let me say this to you. As long as you, told, if you're walking in the path that I made for you, listen to this. Everyone that is meant to follow you will just follow. Every single person. You just, you keep your eyes on the path and you keep walking. When you look back, you see a lot of people, many kids, whose heart is tiered within them. Their parent cannot stop them. God 
government cannot stop them. News cannot stop them because you, so he said, no, you don't, you don't walk. You don't say, are you coming with me? You keep walking. Everybody follows. When they hear you talk about giving, they will not know what is happening in their heart. They want to give because they are following. You keep walking. Don't sit with anyone to explain. Parent, you're not. God told me, I never called you to be a parent teacher association guy. You're not going to keep walking. All the kids, even if the parent like they can kill everybody, the kid will follow because they are destined. It's destiny. He said, you have to hold this conviction firmly. You know what firmly? It means you can hold things lightly. So by the time he's saying, hold it firm, like, that's the problem with people, right? They don't see things true. The original conviction, the conviction of steel, what you believe about leadership, what you believe about giving, what you believe, all those originals, they increase in value. The original conviction a night shield had seven years ago or a whatever business had ten years ago, that original conviction is what is increasing. That's why they are getting more blessed. That value. So when you see people in the house that don't have original conviction, even though they stay for time, they are there without conviction. Nothing increases. Have you heard if you buy that bag or that watch, it increases in value? It's original. No matter how beautiful a watch is, the moment you buy it and you go hard diamonds to it, the value decreases. You don't hard to this original conviction. You owe dear to it. Then you share in this Christ. That's not the religious statute. That's the life of God himself. But that's not where I'm going. Verse 15. As has just been said, today and if let me re-emphasize this when you're walking in the path of what has been created that's rest every money you need the right marriage you need if you have that original conviction comes to meet you there everyone i need will come every diehard soldier will come to me their heart will move within them because it is destiny you don't convince people for that. They'll be lying down on their bed and they will not know why they are obsessed. So people wonder, why Why do these guys love pity so much? Why? Why? And they're angry, right? The guys just found destiny. So everyone destined, when they hear him, they will just walk. They'll just follow. You don't manipulate that. You don't impose that. I was saying to a parent yesterday, let's be civil, like in civility. At what age do you allow your child to wander? Like, allow his or her mind to wander free, to roam and explore the world. It is uncivil to impose something on someone. It's not civil. It's, it's not right. Imagine... God looking at Adam there and then and said, this fruit, he gave him the, the laws, but allowed Eve to roam, explore. And he did make mistake. 
If I was a parent, I'll save up for my child's mistake, not his glory. You save up for your child's glory. You save up for their mistake. So that if they sleep, you catch them. But you allow them to roam. So Israel is in the desert now, in the wilderness, and they have nowhere to go to. So when they need water, they don't look to the living rock. They complain. Because for them, it has to be man's supply for man's need. There's God's supply for God's need. God's supply is always for God's need. I hope you know that, right? Verse 16. Who were they who heard and rebelled? Were they not all those who Moses led out of Egypt? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Uh, was it not with those who sinned? Whose bodies perished in the wilderness? And to whom did God swear that they would never enter his rest? If, if not to those who disobeyed them, rush the scriptures. So we see that they were not able to enter Why? because of their unbelief. Uh-huh. Therefore, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Uh -huh. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them uh. because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. So let me give you this story so you get it. Everything that is in the world God made in six days. On the seventh, he rested. I want that scripture. On the seventh day, he rested. And then he hallowed the seventh day. He sanctified it because on the seventh day, he rested. You would then ask me, why did Almighty God rest on the seventh day? Once you find it, let me know. So he created the stars, the moon. All the galaxies, the constellations, the Orions, the, the sea, everything. Tell me. Don't rush the scripture. Chill. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Ah. God saw that the light was good. On and the he seventh they rested. Then God said... Let us make mankind in our image, uh -huh. in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea Stop and the birds shouting. in the sky. Chill. Talk solemnly. Don't shout. Over the livestock and all the wild animals uh -huh. and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Right. So God created mankind in his own image. Uh -huh. In the image of God, he created them. Uh -huh. Male and female, he created them. Okay. God blessed them and said to them, uh -huh. be fruitful right. and increase in number. Yeah. Fill the earth and subdue it. Mm. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. Okay. And on every living creature that moves on the ground. Right. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant and to all the beasts of the earth. 31. God saw that all he had, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Uh. And there was evening and morning, there was the sixth day. So look at this now. Quickly look at this. You need to get these guys. So everything was done first day, second day, third, fourth, fifth. Everything. So that there will be no new thing under the sky. So even if Apple is going to be created, or this phone, iPhone, Apple, Samsung, whatever you use, anything that is going to be made, 
everything exists between the first and the fifth day. Because all the materials that you will use to make this happen, everything was already in place from the first to the fifth day. Do you understand that? Iron, coal, everything. Waves, the sea, wind, the hair, um, the space. But you see, everything created for five days is meaningless if man was not made on the sixth day. You know what that means? The Bible says here that male and female created E-day, meaning that people bring meaning to those things. In other words, as beautiful as those things are, as great as those things are, without people, they are meaningless. So the finest creation of God was man. You didn't understand that. So everything, everything that is fine, the things that was discovered years ago, the things that have been discovered now, and the things that will be discovered in 40 years, they were all created in five days. Then on the sixth, the number six, which is the number man, he made the finest of it all. The greatest craft work of God was man. When he created man, you know what, it, what happened that day? So that he can rest the next day. He already established the finest man coming, Christ. He rested because the order of Christ coming, because he knew Adam would fail anyways. The order of Christ coming, that's why they call him the first Adam, was already established. But you see, Adam is the finest of creation. All of God's power to create was put into Adam. Everything is God. So that means that Adam, the people that he created, were more powerful than the created things because they bring meaning to the created. So if Adam is not going to remain just the created, if he's not going to be mate of the sea, if it's not going to be mate of the space, hi. if it's not going to be mate of the biggest well in the ocean, it has to have the power to create it. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they will be mate. Yeah. And when they are mate, he can't have dominion over it. Yeah. So what did he give Adam? The creative power. He put the word in him. So that Adam is not mate to the wind. So you see, when the second Adam came, the perfection of Adam, when the wind was against him, it told him to stop. When he needed money, it told the fish to bring money. Why was he able to do that? He had one thing that all those other things don't have. What was it? The word. You didn't hear me. He's got the word. The word is what makes him creative. So if the deceitfulness of sin or riches takes you, it puts you on the same level. So Elon Musk has got all creation, but it's not a creator. Because only the person with the word can create. But the problem is, the people with the word do not know what they've got. So they want to have the created. Instead of working as the creator. The word makes you a creator. When the word is in you, you can use it to form anything. The word forms money. So when God sent a pity here, it needed not to give me any money. 
you don't start your work with God with money. You start with the word. Then the word begins to create people. When it creates people, they will bring money and resources. So you see how the other world works. You go to a church. You're not being created. They say to you, you see the pastor, right? When he prays for you, miracles can happen. You're looking after the created. There's no pastor that can give you the created. Because when he made man on the sixth day, he already gave him power to be a creator. So then what is the job of you as PT? Assignment. To make you realize the creator in you. To give you duties. Because if it is just words, you won't do it. So there is no finance that is bigger than you because you make money have meaning. There is no space. And so when you read the news and you see metaverse and all that, these are created things. Yet God is saying that for the people with the word, the creative power in them is still bigger than that because remember, it was the last Adam that showed us the creative power of God. The first one did not finish school. Because he couldn't rest. His wife told him there is another life. Let's hurry up. So he couldn't finish with the word. So you see why God said that in his oath, he swore that they will not enter rest in his anger rather. He made an oath that they will not enter rest because, look at this, the seventh is the number of rest. Which means it's a declaration of faith. That God's work is finished. You didn't understand that, right? You didn't. I can see it in your eyes. When he created Adam, on the sixth day, he created Adam. Man, that's the height of his creation. When he rested on the seventh day, he's using it to declare to us that everything you would ever need, if you ever got, got get born, birth in the earth, into the earth, Everything you've, you will ever need is done, is created. So the way to access the five days is by entering the seventh. You cannot be the sixth man. The sixth man was a hustling man. That's why when he saw the fruit, he wanted a better life for him and his wife. But the seventh man, God's rest, Sabbath, that's why it's called Jehovah Sabbath, the God of our rest. It is your declaration. So if you go back to Hebrews, you would see him saying that because of their unbelief, they could not enter rest. They cannot just admit that all they will need is already done. That all they will ever need, that all you will ever need tonight existed here before you came. If it wasn't here, you would not come. That's number seven. That's the seventh. That's why we call the seventh the word. That's why I said I'm the seventh. Because I understand the Sabbath. The rest of God. Ability to trust. That in the path of life. The destiny called the word. Is exactly playing out exactly how it needs to be. And how do you know when to walk? You will find you will find leadings in your heart. 
you will find voices that are relevant to your heart. In other words, when a pastor Sam speaks, you will know in your heart, this is my leader. When a pastor Nikki speaks, so when you hear it is something in your heart knows. And whatever they assign to you is the work. Now, look at these scriptures. You finish this. See to it. I said she should not shout, but don't switch her off. That none of you has a sinful and unbelieving heart that turns away no, from no, the living God. No, no, she's back to Hebrews. No, 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 no. I, Genesis, I said finish it, then we'll go back to Hebrews. Because I thought you were ready to finish that. Genesis. Thus, the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been and, doing. Look, how can I say this again tonight? The heavens and the earth were completed within five days. So yes, you can see fine men who understand how to use the five days work. But that's not the end of this world. There's the seventh day man. He won't be a, a scientist, but he will be a man that creates something. And he's not a scientist. He's just walking in a path whilst resting Good things happen to believers. Rest is your absolute trust. That life is working out exactly how God plans it. And you trust him totally. By the seventh day. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Where are you reading from? Verse 2, sir. Genesis 2 verse 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So. On the seventh day. He rested from all his work. Uh -huh. Then God blessed the seventh day. And made it holy. Because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Did you see that? Why did he rest? Because he's established Adam. He knew on the sixth day that Christ is coming. The ultimate man of rest. It's established. Done. Your life is done before it began. You find purpose as you're walking through the check pavement of life. You find a voice. That's, that's purpose. The real purpose, you know people read purpose driven life, da da da. It's a voice you find when God wants you to find purpose. Okay, now back to Hebrews where you were reading. Hebrews chapter 3 four. from chapter 4. We sorry. finished chapter 3. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Uh. For we also have the good news proclaimed to us. When they heard the voice, that's the proclamation, some of them entered that rest, trusting God. They were not swayed by the deceitfulness of riches. They believed that God can make you outgap the biggest billionaire in the world from a position of rest. There are some people that will not be that because that's not your own line. But within the line, your instinct, your intuitions will begin to lead you toward a line, a path. You've got to hold that conviction to the last. That's how rest works. 
Now, why am I emphasizing this? When that conviction comes on you, there are many things that will take you out of rest. And think like the world is going to end tomorrow. If I don't pay this, I don't pay that. Rest is how you pay bills. From the position of rest. Knowing that even if you can't, everything that comes as a consequence of that is working something out. And I'm not talking about being irresponsible. Everything that comes from that is leading you towards something. Otherwise, you'll do, you will go do something to stop that from happening and you will, you will change the course of time. You will pervert the course of destiny. Genesis 28. And I'll close soon. Genesis 28. I think Jacob had a dream. Verse 11. Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. Uh. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth. I said don't rush. He's just rushing this thing. I think she wants to go home. He had a dream in which he saw a stairway resting on the earth. He, look at this now. The stairway, what you call the ladder, was resting. Somehow, Jacob was in a location where, where God's system of lifting was resting. God's system of lifting people to go beyond the earth, to discover things that are beyond human understanding, is resting on the earth. That's why we call 11-11 earth. Because it's one, four times. The earth is four. North, south, east, and west. Length, depth, breadth, and width. is four. When we declare 1111, what we're saying is L-O Israel, Deuteronomy 6-4. The Lord your God is one, is the owner of the earth. However, is a ladder, which is different from the professional ladder. His ladder is resting upon the earth. It rests, but it will, you will not discover it until you enter the position of rest, even if you're in the right place. Did you see the story? Jacob put a stone. In other words, that's hard life. It's been hard for him, but he rested upon his hardship. And in that place, he saw God's system of lifting. And God's system of lifting was not walking around the earth. God's system of lifting was resting. So rest meets rest. Don't sleep on me now. So you have to learn how to sleep on stones. I think the old formation of whatever has become Spark Nation today came from me sleeping on my brother's couch and on the floor. That was a position of rest whereby or whereas many people are saying, you read law, would you not go practice something? Would you? I want to practice law. I want to be a lawyer. I want to also have a mortgage at 21 or 22 or whatever they want you to have or 10 years or whatever. I wanted to do that. However, there was a leading in my heart and there are people whose rest will be in their professional world like a pastor book, like those who will take up jobs. So 
Those who say, yeah, he encourages them not to take up job. You're just non-civil, to say the least. You're not civil. You don't know what you're doing. So, the resting place. But you can go take up a job in the name of, I want to, I want to do this with my life. That is no rest. The moment you know, this guy goes to church once a week, one hour. And everybody approves that. But he's a Christian. But 12 hours a day, 10 hours at work. Say, I just love Jesus. You don't love Jesus. Let's be civil. That's the new word I just found. It was on stone. This guy has been joining. But God induced him to a sleep on stone. Try sleeping on stone. Like resting your head. You can't. If you by mistake, roll. It's like beating yourself all night. But that was a sign. They slept in hardship. But he was able to sleep. Then he saw the ladder of God. Resting upon the head with its top reaching the heaven. The top of this ladder reaches what man cannot see. Meaning, if you start climbing that ladder, you will get into realms that men cannot get to. You will get to a place where your life will be a mystery to normal man. With his top reaching to the heaven. Uh -huh. And the angels of God were ascending and descending. And on the it. angels were there. They're saying, You don't even have to climb. We'll carry you. Yeah. The angels of God were ascending. I've told you this before. They were not descending and ascending, they were coming down and going up, not going up and coming down. They were sent on assignment to lift him, to take him to where he cannot reach by himself. Ladders that are invisible for man's eyes. Liftings around you that normally you are sitting tonight calculating how will I make it. And God is saying next to you is a ladder. Next to you is our staircase. I understand the staircase of culture. The staircase of one plus one. The staircase of how you will break through. But there is an invincible one. That can take you to music realm that men cannot see. Crypto realm that men cannot see. Whatever other realm. But you have to be in a position of rest. But look at what he does. Verse 13. There above it stood the Lord. And he said, I am the, the Lord. The God of your father, Abraham and Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land which you are lying. Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west and to the east. And to, to the, the north south. and to the south. All the peoples will be on the earth, will bless through you. All no, peoples no, I on earth. I to stop rushing. All peoples. All, the, all peoples on earth. Uh -huh. Will be blessed through you and your offspring. Uh-huh. So you see peoples. You see peoples were created on the sixth day. God finds his man and say, if you can climb this ladder, I mean, if you can allow us to carry you through this ladder, all the peoples of the earth, the normal men, will be empowered to prosper through you. Everyone. Remember how Jacob got here. Do you know, do you remember how he got here? I'll remind you. 
he cheated his brother to get a blessing. He's looking for victory in life. He's now run. His brother wants to kill him. Because he wants to do well in life. And all the trappings that comes with trying to do well in life is now chasing him. He gets to this place. And God says, you see the land you're, you're, you're on. You don't have money. You don't have anything. But I'll give you. And all the nations will be blessed because of you. But you have to be able to let us carry you through this ladder. Verse 15. I am with you. And will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Verse 16. When Jacob awoke from his sleep. He thought. Surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said. How awesome is this place. This is none other place than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Uh -huh. Early the next morning. Jacob took the stone he had placed under his head and set it up as a pillar and poured oil on it on the top of it. He called that place Bethel, though the city used to be called Luz. 20. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I am t on, and will watch over me on this journey I am taking and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household then the Lord will be my God and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house and of all that thank he you thank you Russia Manshin thank you Russia look at this look at this scripture wait I want to close now God had spoken to this guy and said, I'm going to give you the land you're on. Everything is yours. The man wakes up first, built a church. God said, I don't care about the church. He's put stone, he's put oil, he's named the church. Jesus is coming ministry. God says, that's not the issue. We don't want you to be based here. We said all the people. But that's not the issue. Then he said to God, I, I hear you. You said you'll bring me back, you'll give me all the land. But, you know, I'm just thinking if you can give me food, some red wine, and some LV. Then you'll be my God. You, have you heard your parents praying before? It's when a miracle happened, then we shall testify. He reads his own greed into God's creed. He tells God what he wants and the Bible says here that the sun was setting. You will not find him again until 20 years. And when that scripture reopens, it will say the sun rise. Because at this point, he's realized he's got all the clothes. He's even got like 15 wives. And his life was miserable. God, everything he worked for in the house of Laban is just how the number six man gets things. But for the seventh, what God has ordained him for, it just needs to say, Lord, your will be done. Carry me through this ladder. And God will begin to direct him on what to do. He would have known that the woman he loved in the house of labor was not his wife. He would have known. 
didn't know. And that woman could not follow her back to the promised land because God was not going to allow her because she keeps idols. But that's what he loved. So what is our statement with the seventh? Very simple. I trust you, God. That does not put me in a position of not working. I'll climb that ladder because, you know, the more you prosper, the more rest you have. You don't have sleepless nights when the church is 10, 20 people. At this kind of stage, everybody wants your downfall. Someone that thinks you've taken their son or their daughter, someone you can ask. In a civil world, how does a pastor, I don't even know your daughter, talk less of take her, take as in what? What does that mean? As in, do you actually sit there and say, okay, what I'm about to say, I want to BS, but let me just go BS anyway. If that's the case, that's fine. That's all right. But you actually believe it? The world where, so you have more worries, right? But God says you don't get to the next level without worry, even if it's legit. You find lifting in the position of rest. So I don't know where you are as we approach the number seven, the seventh, the word. I'm just saying to you that when I look back, if there's anything like that, all I just find is just trusting the word. It is definitely not knowing how to do certain things because I've seen a lot of people who are very intelligent and they know what to do and they know what is right or wrong and they are good. But I don't think they can climb that ladder. I think that ladder just, you look at it with intelligence. If you are very intelligent, you look at it and walk away and say, where does this lead? If I can't see where it leads, I'm not climbing it. But the Lord is on that ladder. He rested on the seventh. So if he invites you to enter his rest today, on the seventh, 11, 11, 2021, All he's just saying is, you, we're, we're going to trust the word more. Walk in the word more. I don't know how giving leads to financial prosperity. As number six, man, giving just leads to bad credit and all that. But then I discovered that God wants us to break the system in order to create a system. And he knows that we're not going to create a system if we still have that other system. Now I've seen what the companies, I mean in-house companies are doing now. We're now creating our own loans. Think from next week we're going to start test running it. Our own 10k loan, our own 5k loan. Because that's what God was up to all this while. That's what, and that's the system we're going to leave behind. Because he knows that their loan puts us in servitude. But something has to give. As long as we can rely on that, we will not enter his rest. He always is always at the plan. And you're going to test him with the 1K to the 10 until it gets to the 10 million and the 100 million. It is then you'll be able to say, surely there is a God in Zion. But if their system prospers us, then we're not different from the number six man. We have to be determined enough through his work to test something out. 
Our minds must be made up enough to say, even if, let me tell you something. I don't know what the world of people are expecting. When you meet me in 10 years time, it's the same pity, the same fire, the same thing. It's nothing that can take this love away. It's not, we're not playing. It's not, it's not fame. It's not cars, it's not houses. It's not jewelry. It's system. It's creating a whole new system through the word. I wish if you're listening to me at 15 or 20, you can have your mind made up like that too. We're going to try a system to the very end of it until we get to the top of that ladder and see the Lord because we won't see him without creating ladders. We won't see him. We will just be using the word system thinking faith is working. It's not going to work. So God needs a set. That's why I'm declaring the 11-11-2021 new beginning, this seventh, the word. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we saw his glory as the begotten son of the father. He's calling you to the same kind of conviction of steel. And if there's anyone watching and the deceitfulness of riches and sin is already lowering you, you know, when you're watching Instagram and you're seeing things and it looks pretty, it's not. It's the sin's deceitfulness. There's a greater life in the world. There's greater creativity in the world. There's more wealth in the world. There's more discovery in the world. It's called the seventh. So it is the power of the seventh that I invoke today. 11, 11, 20, 21. I invoke the power of the seventh, the Sabbath. I put the name of God, Jehovah Sabbath, upon you. You know, all the Jehovah stuff we call God in the Bible, Jehovah Jireh. When he speaks, depending on what he's doing in the life of the children of Israel at that time, he declares that as his name. When he wanted to heal them, it was Jehovah Rapha. So what he's saying to us in this season is Jehovah Sabaoth. God, our rest. As you grow in the world, you grow in wealth. I've got to declare this upon you today in the name of God, Jehovah Sabaoth. The God of the seventh, the God who has brought me this far, Sabbath, the Sabaoth God. The one who entered rest on the seventh day and in the power of that rest, no demon can come into the seventh day. No poverty can come into the seventh day. Average life does not exist on the seventh day because it created everything. So I put this upon you tonight that everything it done in five days will be revealed to you. The cryptos yet to come. The beauty industries yet to come. Everything yet to come. Everything that he made in the five day will begin to work for you as you enter Jehovah Sabbath. So if you're asking what is your 41st, 41st birthday called Sabbath, Jehovah Sabbath, the God my rest, the Lord my rest, Sabbath, the seventh day where no demon exists, where no ancestral cause exists, where no power of your family line can hold you in the name of Jesus. So just declare with me 200 people saying I enter God's rest. I enter his rest. 41 is grace. That's five days. In scripture, you don't read it as 41. It's four plus one, five. Everything created within that five days. We activate over the nation family. I want you to enter into it. Oh God. 
Have you seen where the Bible says, with a babbling lips I've spoken to these people? I want to remember that scripture because it has to do with rest. Yes, of course, keep saying, I enter into rest. So what I'm putting on the Phoebe's, on the elite, on, 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 on Inspire, on all the family heads, on Livingstone community, on the children, on pillars, is Jehovah's Sabbath. So rest is not sleeping, it's discovery. Of all the work that he did, I think it's Isaiah somewhere. Of all the work that he did on the fifth, on five days, everything. All the ones that the number six men, like Bill Gates and all of them, have been using. It is turn for the seventh. It is the turn of the seventh. Jehovah Sabbath, the God of rest, tell me. Very well then. With foreign lips and strange tongues. This is the rest in which I will cause you to rest. Is that the scripture? Isaiah 28 from verse 11. Thank you. Very well then. With foreign lips and strange tongues, God will speak to this people. Did you see that? With, with strange tongues, God will speak to these people. Tell me. To whom he said, this is the resting place. Let the weary rest. And this is the place of repose. That's what the word rest means, repose. This is the place of repose, but... They would not listen. But you will listen because this is the seventh. When matters are aggravating you, God will cause Sabbath. Jehovah Sabbath will speak to you. When you are worried, when you are perplexed, Jehovah Sabbath. When it looks like life is not going the way you want to go, want it to go, Jehovah Sabbath. The God of rest will speak to you. You will not be pressured by what is going on around you. Sabbath will speak to you that you will not miss destiny. You will not miss what is called you for. That is the declaration. And I believe that is why God wants me to declare this upon. If you think I thought I would be preaching at this time today, no way. But Sabbath speaks to you. In that rest, you will discover the new world currency. They were created on the fifth day. They were created in the letter four, earth, plus one, God. And that's the number of grace. I needed to enter into that grace today. I still need a hundred more people. Say, I enter Sabbath. That does not mean, those who do seventh day, it, it means nothing. That's already work. It's not seventh day. It's the rest of God. Seventh day won't work. That's already work. This is the rest in which it will cost you to rest. So I declare the new year, Sabbath, Jehovah's Sabbath. God, your rest in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Lift up your voice and worship with us tonight. Rescue the world. What are you saying? Surrendered your life upon that cross. Great is your love, poured out for us. This is our God. Lift it on high, everyone, and let's sing together. Lift it on high. Lift it on high. Forever I'll be glorified, oh 
when Jesus was living in court, he told the apostles, if you want to go, stay. Do you understand that? If you want to reach the end of the world, tarry in Jerusalem, wait. If you want to go, don't run. Wait. And because they waited, they were able to go. Sabbath. So if you want to declare this new year, it's Sabbath. Jehovah. Meaning God is speaking to you in the language of Sabbath. All the completion of his work. Spark Nation, over the next one year, you will see the completion of God's work. God will reveal things to you that eyes have not seen, that ears have not heard, but has entered into our heart. Let's sing that and then we'll close this up. Your grace is enough. Sabbath. Your grace is enough. Oh.